，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。There is still time to dissuade Beijing not to use force to reunify Taiwan with China. That's according to the principal military adviser to the U.S. President, Mark Milley, chairman of the U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff, said over the weekend that. As long as the U.S. and its allies are able to maintain their shrinking military advantage over China and upgrade and modernize where necessary, Beijing can be persuaded to keep its forces on its side of the Taiwan Strait. Meanwhile, the Pentagon has updated its guidelines for advising and working with Hollywood studios, declaring that the Defense Department will not work with movies that have been altered due to Chinese censorship demands. A surface-to-air standard missile three is fired from the guided missile cruiser, the USS Shiloh. This occurred during the biennial maritime exercise Pacific Griffin, held jointly by the U.S. and Singapore navies. After the bilateral exercise wrapped up in the Philippine Sea last month, another multilateral naval exercise, the Pacific Vanguard exercise, is currently being staged by the U.S., Australia, Japan, and South Korea in waters near Guam. One thing that both drills have in common is that China is the imaginary enemy. Over the weekend, Chairman of the U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley said that even though Xi Jinping has asked the PLA to be ready to unify Taiwan by 2027, as long as the U.S. and its allies can maintain military superiority over China, there would be a deterrence, and that the faster military superiority is retained, the more likely that war can be prevented. However, if war does happen, the U.S. side would prevail, he said. He has stated publicly that he has challenged the the、uh, People's Liberation Army to develop the military capability to uh, unify uh, Taiwan with with China by 2027. He didn't say I just I've decided to attack and invade. He said, for you generals, you develop the capability to do that. We'll make the decision later, but he didn't say he would do that.、Uh, so there's a Very subtle distinction there. The decision-making process would still have to occur, and that's what I'm getting at with the idea of deterrence. You want to make sure that every single day, President Xi wakes up and says, "Today is not that day," and that that decision never comes. And that's the whole essence of deterrence. In addition to military deterrence, new U.S. legislation is pushing back on Chinese government requests for censorship of American movies. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz has inserted language into the fiscal 2023 defense policy bill that Hollywood studios that request U.S. military's assistance in their movie production have to promise not to allow Beijing to alter the content of their movies. If there is evidence of censorship to increase Chinese national interests, the Pentagon would cease its support. All this is to prevent a repeat of something like the flag removal incident. Prior to last year's release of Top Gun Maverick, the flag of Taiwan was removed from Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell's flight jacket in the trailers for the film, in an apparent attempt to appease the film's Chinese investor. 
The flag was restored in the final version. It is a fact that China uses politics to intervene in a country's economy, trade, and cultural activities. The United States has always been a liberal and democratic country, so it was unlikely for it to use government power to directly intervene in a normal market economy. But China is not a normal country. I think it's a good start to see the Pentagon accept such a request. This scholar thinks that strong deterrence has to be put in place to prevent an abnormal country like China from continuing to infringe on freedom and democracy. Beijing's newly revised anti-espionage law became effective on July 1st. Scholars warn that the law is vague as it doesn't define what exactly espionage activities are, thereby giving authorities more leeway in charging people with crimes. Meanwhile, the U.S. government is also warning that under the new law, foreign businesses that operate in China are subject to penalties, even while conducting normal operations. We continue to press the PRC to allow foreign individuals, including journalists, NGOs, scholars, researchers, and including businesses, uh, to operate in a safe and open uh, working environment. What is an espionage organization? They can label you at any time and use either rule of man or political methods to convict you. This new law has really increased to the max China's intervention into the personal freedoms of ordinary people. If you must go to China to do exchanges, beware of the risks. The Mainland Affairs Council is advising Taiwanese who plan to travel to China to first check their phones and laptop computers to ensure they contain nothing that might be deemed in violation of the new anti-espionage law. It says those who find themselves detained in China should try to contact the Straits Exchange Foundation at its 24-hour hotline. The T-Pass transit card went on sale over the weekend, drawing crowds to stations for refunds and purchases. Station staff was on hand to help people get a refund for their old passes and instruct them on how to use the new passes, which require the use of special ticket gates at some stations. Mondays will be the first workday on which people use the new pass, and staff said they expect things to be busy as people begin to deal with issues related to the T-Pass. Meanwhile, some commuters have avoided the Monday lineups by getting things set up over the weekend. Just one day after the new T-Pass monthly Metro Passes went on sale, lineups of people formed at MRT station information booths across Taipei. Riders there hoped to buy the Northern Taiwan edition of the pass and to get a refund on their old 1280 NT passes. The old pass only covered Greater Taipei. However, for people like my mother who commutes daily between Taoyuan and Taipei, this new pass is a better deal. The person at the information booth can help me set it up. It just takes a second. It's almost the same as the old pass, and it's just a little cheaper. It's 1,200 NT instead of 1,280 NT. You save a little bit. Setting up the T-Pass is a clear and convenient process, but lineups to complete the process could get long on Monday. With over 300,000 riders in Taipei using the old pass, some decided to get a jump on the crowd by getting their hands on the new pass on the weekend. 
Meanwhile, the Taipei Rapid Transit Corporation offered three options for people trying to get a refund on their old passes in a bid to move things along. Aside from refunding passes at the information booth, riders can take advantage of measures set up during the pandemic to make refunds at ticket machines. Those who prefer to do things from the comfort of their homes can also make refunds online. However, special passes and stylized metro cards cannot be refunded in this way. After processing a refund online, riders will receive a text message on their phone that can be shown to MRT station staff to have refund amounts added to a MetroCard. Additional staff was sent to stations to help riders with buying the T-Pass or obtaining a refund on the old passes. However, the staff encountered more challenge than they expected when some ticket machines broke down or when older riders had trouble using their senior discount cards. Monday will be a true test of how smoothly things go with the new pass. AMD head Lisa Su, who has been called the queen of semiconductors, is to visit Taiwan on July 19th. When chip-making giant NVIDIA's founder and CEO Jensen Huang visited Taiwan in May, the tech mogul met up with suppliers in the country. Now, with Huang's biggest competitor in the industry also making a visit to her native land, analysts say Su would also plan to visit local tech companies and secure orders. Let's hear from one analyst. Companies like Quanta Computer and Gigabyte Technology use NVIDIA's A100 graphics processing unit. So, of course, Sue's visit would be aimed at regaining ground from the competition. Also, judging from feedback we've seen from server manufacturers, they don't want NVIDIA to dominate the market. Companies, including industry leader TSMC, power supply marker Delta, PC component maker Lighton, and others, are expected to work out deals with AMD during Sue's visit. Nanto artist Hong Hao Lun has found a way to depict his home using elements of the land itself. His process involves using different soils from around the country to produce different hues and produce art. Hong learned to appreciate art from his father, who is a temple painter. But Hong's own artwork is in a style that's uniquely his. Now he is teaching his techniques to young people in the hope of seeing his art style get passed on. Tonight in our Sunday special report, we follow Hong to the outdoors where he gathers materials and into his workshop where he creates his unique art. At Maolu River, where Nanto and Zhanghua counties meet, an artist draped in a soil-colored jacket walks toward the water, buckets in hand. We usually push aside the topsoil and then dig down about 15 to 20 centimeters to dig out the clean soil. In the past, I traveled around Taiwan proper and the outlying islands to collect soil, rock and ore samples. Altogether, I have nearly 100 different colored samples. Worldwide, there are a total of 12 different soil classes, and we have 11 of them in Taiwan. 
To most people, soil is only used for planting things and for water retention. However, for artist Hong Hao Lun, soil is also a material for making art. This painting by Hong Hao Lun, titled Zhuo Shui River, perfectly captures the fierceness of that river's windy shores, where sand is blown about in the air. The work's materials lend to its immersiveness. There are many pieces of shale and slate in the Zhuo Shui River. I left them in there on purpose to give it different textures. There are coarse, fine, and extremely fine textures in there. So how do soil and art become one in Hong Haolun's hands? Watch as he begins to work his magic. After the organic matter and the large particles in the soil are separated layer by layer through sieving, a beautiful dark green begins to emerge. However, in this muddy state, the soil is not yet ready to be used for art. After a bit of time, it starts to settle, and then you can extract the finer parts. With each bucket it gets finer, this here is coarser, and you can feel the grains. This one is finer, and so it doesn't have that grainy feeling to it. It doesn't get carried off by the water. I'll just let it settle, and then pour off the top layer of water. That will leave a colored paste, which will turn into a powder after it dries. We can then use that powder for painting. Following Hong Haolun into his workshop, we see pastes and powders in various colors, all extracted from soil. Each color has a story behind it for Hong Haolun. This one from Puli is really beautiful. This is the closest one in my collection to the soil in France. What makes it so precious is that it can't be collected again. Firstly, there are legal limitations involved. And secondly, where I dug it up was an empty plot at the time, which now has a building on it. This one here is a white clay from Jinmen. This one was also collected from an empty plot. However, turning soil into colored powder to be used for painting involves a degree of effort, and it's not something just anyone can do. The ability to make a painting material from soil is all in the actions. It's like making stir-fried ice cream. You have to make the material uniform, and in essence, it involves pressing different substances together. After you press it, it still has some graininess to it. You then use a pestle and a scraper and concentrate the mixture in one spot, pushing it all toward the middle. It will make less and less sound and get increasingly smoother. In the end, it will have a somewhat bouncier feel to it. Hong Haolun's sensitivity toward art first took root during his childhood. In 
个是水泥的啊，水泥的，咱咱你怎家己做的嘛？哦，做咖啡。Sunshine Temple in Nanto County is where Hong Haowen first learned about art. His father, Hong Shu Dong, is the temple's resident artist and was also Hong Haowen's first teacher. In the past, I did all the painting in the temple, like the color here under the eaves. 所以里面后后来有一些画呃服装啊。There are some paintings of clothing, graded clothing of deities, as well as gradated clouds, some of which I painted as well. Hong Haowen learned from his father that to be a good artist, he had to learn to do a variety of tasks, which motivated him to learn how to make his own painting materials. 我虽然是西画组、油画组的，但是修了这些课程以后，就会就会不断去反思，然后我们到底是谁这样子。Although I studied Western painting and oil painting in school, during my studies, I would often reflect on my identity and my work at the temple with my father. I thought about how we painted traditional subjects and questioned our use of mainstream painting materials. I thought, if I was born in and grew up in Taiwan, how should I engage in artistic creation? I was filled with doubt at the time. Hong Haolun then began using the land to paint the land, developing a unique style all his own. Like this painting is using Yilan to paint Yilan. Around the house, we used Yilan to paint this stone. For example, this painting of Elan was made using soil from Elan. Around its periphery are stones from Elan that were crushed into a finer texture. What the whole painting is trying to convey is a sense of Elan's environmental factors. In a bid to better process soil for use in his art, in 2020, Hong Haolun turned to National Taiwan University professor Xu Zhenyi. Xu helped Hong Haolun improve his understanding of the chemical processes involved. In the past, he may have been aware of what color he wanted to extract from the soil. However, after we spoke, he had a better understanding of grain size as well as its coarseness or fineness. He also better understood soil viscosity and the different degrees of that. Xu also shared with Hong Haolun his advice on achieving certain color results with soil. I told him that the soil for these blue-gray hues doesn't drain well. It retains water for a long time before it returns to its original state. However, if you extract painting material from it, as soon as that gets exposed to the air, it will slowly oxidize and turn yellow. So I advise that if he wants to use it, he needs to see if he can find a way to prevent it from oxidizing. If he can, then he can use it for painting. This is. With an improved understanding involved in the processes of painting with soil, Hong Haolun decided to pass on his knowledge and techniques to young people to create the next generation of artists. On the campus of Taichung's Daming High School, Hong Haolun teaches a group of students about the soil. After this soil has gone through a long period of oxidation, it will become a reddish-orange color. This is all part of the process. This is the color here. When you guys finish making your painting material, the color should be like this. It's a little bit brown, somewhere between khaki and brown. 
From digging soil to extracting colored powder, Hong Haolun takes the students by hand through the whole process. It's a DIY art activity that also gives the students a sense of connection between the land and the canvas. We normally use chemical-based paints. This opportunity to paint with natural materials, especially those I made myself, is pretty great. I just want to share with these students that they can take the soil and put it through a transformation, letting it become art. This project of mine, aimed at getting at the primary colors of earth, is a kind of social practice. I want this to be a lifestyle. I live a circular life that involves planting, harvesting, making paper and painting on it, and then sharing my creations. Integrating art and land, Hong Haolun uses Taiwan to depict Taiwan and shares his island home in a way that's all his own. While the blistering summer heat can pose a real challenge for scooter and motorcycle riders, to help riders avoid standing under the hot sun for too long, the Taipei city government has come up with a cool solution. It announced over the weekend that the length of red lights at 751 locations in the capital has been reduced by 20 to 30 seconds until August 31st. Taipei's Department of Transportation said that given the reduced traffic in summer, green lights can be shortened and consequently red lights can also be shortened. The policy is sure to be welcomed by scooter riders. Health Ministry statistics show that in June alone, there were 510 cases of people seeking medical treatment nationwide for heat-related illnesses.